0: But to subs, not dubs, because it's time for an all-new Destroy Our Clickbait full of giant eyes and sailor suits. Senpai notices you! <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I'm
0: Ing, that's Avi, and that is Son. And, <laughs> yeah. Adam-chan.
1: Adam-chan
0: and, we... Adam, <laughs> Adam and uh, Avi-chin. Well, the
2: reason we're doing all this absolute nonsense... Which only about fifty percent of which I understand uh, is because <laughs> is because the big news that came down the pike is that um, uh, Netflix will be uh, hosting will be streaming End of Event, uh, sorry, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, the seminal anime series. Uh, in 2019, much.
0: we're going to jump straight into anime news. Big anime news. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
2: anime
1: news.
2: <laughs> so yes, Netflix has announced that they're going to be streaming uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, which seems yes, Sega to mean... Genesis
0: Evangelion. Evangelion.
2: Excuse me. See, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it, but Evangelion is uh, something that people seem to like a lot, or at least they care passionately about it. I can't figure uh-huh. out if they actually like it. Literally, all I know about it is, is that it's about that. That
3: fighting. actually
2: describes its fan base pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just know it's about people climbing into giant robot suits and doing battle with... I don't even know what they do battle with. Do they do battle with each other? Angels. Angels. They're called angels. The robots are called angels, or the things they do no. battle with are called angels?
3: The things they do battle with are called angels.
0: Adam, yeah. how long do you have? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I
2: would say... It's
3: about the end of the world, okay? okay? All right. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of biblical symbolism in this, and apparently the creator has gone on record saying that had they known that this series would be more popular in the United States, they wouldn't have put quite so much Christian symbolism in the series.
2: Uh, which says a lot. <laughs> wait, so they wouldn't have because they thought it was offensive to Americans? Is that what he's saying?
3: I... I think I think his initial thought putting in because you actually find this a lot of in certain '90s anime where they'll just stick random Christian sim- symbolism in because they think it's cool. You know the the way that some. American writers will just suddenly start writing about quote-unquote foreign things because they think it's cool, even though they don't really know a whole lot about it. Okay. It's kind of like that, except it's the Japanese version and it's with Christianity. <laughs> they right. actually they actually did do this a lot. Sailor Moon has an entire arc about finding the holy items and the holy grail and finding the Messiah. That's an entire season of Sailor Moon. Okay. <laughs> and it's just there. Nobody knows why, but... It's there, so it's it, it's actually not that surprising that is the case, and so I don't know what they would have done without all of the Christian symbolism that's in the series. But there's a lot of Christian symbolism in the series. Well, yeah, it ourselves. is
0: very, it is very much the opposite of Orientalism, I guess, Occidentalism, yeah. where stuff is yeah. picked because it would be uh, kind of looks cool and exotic uh-huh. to the culture making it oh, for oh added yeah. reference. For added reference there, that's why the title of the series is absolute gibberish. It's um, mispronunciation slash translation attempting to get a Latin phrase.
2: I see neon. Yeah. Well that so uh, wait a minute if it's occidentalism is that like how we always joke with the the joke with Daredevil is that you know he's attacked by ninjas in the middle of New York and that the yep. reverse equivalent of that would be if if somebody was investigating an American company in Tokyo and they were attacked by cowboys Yes. Yep, basically.
3: basically. Okay, what I
0: love about that is that that's completely plausible in the mm-hmm. context of Daredevil, since it's the Marvel Universe. Right. And Kingpin literally had a group of thugs called the Enforcers that was led by a cowboy. Okay. Oh, God. With a laser- Oh, that's great. With a taser lasso and everything. <laughs> That is great.
3: It's fine. You've watched one episode of Samurai Shampoo. Yes,
0: exactly. There's my
2: knowledge. (laughs) That's my info on uh, anime. And I think I saw Robotech once when I was a kid. I think that was on TV once. I used to like Voltron when I was a kid. That was the other anime series. But that's about it for for knowledge of anime series. Um, Oh, wait. um, Well, and Spirited... Like Miyazaki, I've seen that.
3: Miyazaki, which... Is anime, but, like, I think the American pop culture osmosis has sort of turned it into not anime, hmm. because that's just Ghibli somehow. Right. The
0: sort of comparison I'd say is, like, most anime or uh, and manga, since the industries are closely related, people would think of mm-hmm. being on a sort of artistic kind of equivalent to, like, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and Ditko. And that sort of right. the view, whereas Miyazaki kinda has an equivalent view of being akin to, like, Walt Disney.
2: Right. Yeah. He gets compared to yeah. Walt Disney a lot. I know. You know He's he the Walt Disney of Japan.
0: Blah
1: blah blah. Yeah.
3: So, yes. Well, Tezuka also gets that a lot, mostly because yeah, I oh, right. started the industry. Right. So I. I don't know if we have a modern equivalent to that yet for, for Miyazaki in that sense, and Walt Disney is probably the closest for a lot sure. of people in terms of um yeah. the kind of thing that Miyazaki does. <laughs>
2: Except Miyazaki so. actually makes his own animation unlike Walt Disney, who just basically took all the credit for it. Sorry, no I'm not sorry. <laughs> I,
0: I know. Uh, but in the sense of that it's somebody that has like comes off as tour esque. Right. Yeah, like, there's a very
3: there is a very specific vision that is associated with those people. Right. Which you don't always get in anime at all.
2: Yeah. It just seems like there's such a wild variety of stuff in anime. You've got Miyazaki, and then you've got like, porno, and then you've got, like, just completely insane like, metaphysical discussions about like the apocalypse, and philosophy and, and the stuff. same artist
0: can have in their career worked on all three. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yep. No, because it's very also easily.
0: it's very common for uh manga artists especially to start out in order to make the bills effectively mm-hmm. and Adam I'm sure this is nothing that you know us western artists can sympathize <laughs> with or associate mm-hmm. with but of doing basically a filthy comics. In yep, order yep. to pay the bills, while they're basically uh, shipping around their actual store ideas to publishers before they actually get a publisher, that's a way you make money as an artist.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I think I think Clamp, who is still probably one of the most well-known uh, circles of of uh, manga mangaka, um, they they're they're technically independently done. They're not published through any of the big magazines. So it's, it's not as though it's impossible for, for, um, those independent artists, artists in Japan, at least to rise to that level. It's just, you know, it takes a lot of work and a constant stream of, of work, which is basically what Clamp has been doing since like mm. the late eighties, the eighties, I think, I think they started in the eighties. They had as many as 20 members at one point. And now they're just down to five, pretty much making everything. So
0: Remembering from my first watch through, you're basically thrown in kind of almost medius res into this setting that apparently has had some catastrophe happen to it that has killed off a significant portion of the population referred to as second impact.
1: Hmm.
0: Avi, please correct me when I never really get something wrong.
3: Uh, I'm a little fuzzy on details, but I, so yeah. far everything sounds right.
0: The main protagonist, which is a high schooler absolute loser called Shinji, it is effectively dragooned into piloting a giant biomechanical exosuit called an Event Jellion or an Eva. Okay. To fight these invading creatures, a that are called angels. Okay. That are protected by some sort of biofield so conventional weapons are less effective against them. Hence they need to have a giant robot punch them.
2: Okay, so there's a logic to it, okay.
0: Now, yes. you may be asking why are they getting teenagers to pilot these things? <laughs> If I remember it correctly, it's because the Evangelions are partially made from the child's mother's ghost or something? And um, I'm getting immediately yeah, corrected in chat. It has,
3: it has, it has, <laughs> well, no, you're not. Um, It has something to do with their date of birth. I know that. Their date of birth has, is a factor in it. Okay. Um, Data! Yeah.
0: Okay, date of birth, this is a slight spoiler, the robot is also, Shinji's robot is also the ghost of his mother, and people need <sighs> some sort of, like, yeah. spiritual or emotional connection to whatever kind of ghost or whatever is making these things <laughs> go. Yeah. Or they then they, they take a ghost, okay, you take a ghost and you use it as, like, an <laughs> engine block. And people who were uh. close to the ghost in life are able <laughs> to sync up and
1: mm-hmm.
0: work so with to, these things. They have to be drift he- compatible. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, okay,
0: that's pa- okay, so that's kinda like the idea that Pacific Rim worked with clearly less complex. Right. Yeah. Originally the Eva was pop. Pa- by someone called Ray, who we find out later is a clone of Shinji's mother, and they actually right. tried to bypass getting Shinji to do it because Shinji is not respected by everyone, including his own father. Okay. Yeah. And they just thought, hey, what's closer to someone than their own child? Clearly, their own clone. <laughs> that didn't work. Yeah. So as so as in desperation, they throw Shinji in it. And then they also, then later there's a German pilot calls, called Asaka that comes in. Aska, yeah. Aska. and then that's that whole thing. And there might be some stuff in history where this might be one where Germans won the war, but that's not really gone into. There's a lot of imagery into Christianity and the Kabbalah. Um, Adam really? and Eve... Lit- lot of Adam and Eve. Exist in a on. literal sense there, including yes. to the point where we find out a giant Lovecraftian version of Eve is actually kept in a sub-bunker of the Evangelion <laughs> headquarters. There's conspiracies <laughs> upon conspiracies with the people backing the project, planning their uh, own thing, and... Okay. And, and- Shinji's and father it- attempting his own thing and in the end everyone turns into goo. Uh
2: Vampirkyote is pointing out that it's not Eve, it's Lilith that who is kept. Who is
3: the, the eldritch yeah. abomination. Yes. Um Right. But okay. that's fine. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's fine. Because I know that the, the, the with the end of Evangelion it's supposed to be implied that Shinji and Asuka are the new Adam and Eve.
1: <laughs> oh god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um Well, I've
3: definitely So yeah, this is this is an anime about teenage uh, high school teenagers fighting ro- in robot suits. Totally totally that's what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, a lot of things can probably be traced to this series, good and bad, Hmm. uh, including, like, whether or not Shinji is meant to be a reflection of the type of people who would be watching this anime. Okay. Is is that what he was going for, or was he actually talking about himself, or maybe it was a little bit of both, or maybe it was neither, and he just wants to have a giant fuck you to everybody. Who knows?
0: (laughs) For, okay, for reference on where the Shinji thing might be offensive to fans... In Mm -hmm. the finale slash movie, so yes, we're getting into this, Uh, Asuka is in a coma because her Evangelion was eaten by mass-produced Evangelions. Just go with it. (laughs)
3: Yeah. It was a thing.
0: And while she's in a coma, Shinji masturbates over her body. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yep. Sadly, and then lament, and then laments about how fucked up he is, and immediately slips into self-loathing.
2: Okay. And they. Yeah. So this is an R-rated
3: series then, or you don't you you don't see him doing it, but it's very clearly implied, and then you see that.
0: I think this isn't the movie finale. So, can you tell that the creator had issues, especially going on, as apparently fans were putting a lot of stress and pressure on him, and he had a bit mm -hmm. of a mental breakdown from it? Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, again- So
0: the idea that he then puts that in, that this is you! (laughs) Yeah.
1: This is what I think of you! Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Um... Um,
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, so... Uh, Okay.
2: Well, I went from over the course of this from, well, I guess I've got to see this too. Maybe I don't need to see this at all.
3: Well, that's the the end of Evangelion. That's not in the actual series. So this is not the first movie. Uh Um, And then I forget what Evangelion Death True Type 2 is. Um... (sighs) And
0: isn't there... uh, I almost said, fuck it, I'll just refer to it. It goes to the Seychelles. Ghost in the Shelter. Evangelion third gig. Um, okay. Uh, so here's the prop. Okay, so here's where it gets more complex. I mentioned that the creator had a mental breakdown. Yes. Yeah. My criticism of Evangelion, and I think this is one that may seem controversial, but I can make a good case for it, and I think even a lot of fans will agree, is that it is Mm -hmm. basically a series that was never finished Mm -hmm. because of said breakdown.
3: Yeah, like I I was telling you before, Adam, you you can kind of see it as as the series is progressing because there's more pressure being placed on the animators as as it's going on. The movie
0: is an attempt to bring some sense of closure. It is very strange. And then there have actually been several attempts to remake it and mm-hmm. effectively yeah. go through and actually tell the story now that the creator's in a more stable place.
3: Okay. Yeah, because there's, there's which... a new character called Mari who was yeah. there previously, and I'm not entirely sure what her purpose is. Um...
0: Yeah, I talked about the ending films, but then they did rebuild and everything, which yeah. was an attempt to redo the series, presumably with like the actual stuff from the- And Phil's, and dear God, this is absolute nonsense. Miyazaki was right. Anime is a mistake. (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) I strongly
2: feel that this is an affront to life itself.
3: Honestly, given the way the, the stand of Evangelion begins, I kind of feel like the crater sort of felt that way as well. Like, oh god, this was a mistake. Yeah. This is this is how I'm going to tell you all that it was a mistake. Uh-huh. I'm literally going to have the fanboy avatar of everyone mm-hmm. masturbate in front of a, a, a teenage okay. girl. I mean, while I, she's in a coma. I
2: haven't seen this, but I get it. I get I get the point that is being made there from what you're describing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
0: yeah so enough. Evangelion has a kind of complicated thing, because even if you're like me and wouldn't exactly say you're a fan of it, it has mm-hmm. so many things, especially early on, that it does right with imagery mm-hmm. and sort of artistic direction and style that it is kind of impossible for it not to have an impact on later things.
2: Okay. Uh, Vampiric Van Yoda mm-hmm. just wanted to mention Vampiric Yoda's Yoda is pointing out that apparently Robin Williams was a huge uh, Neon Genesis evang- Evangelic, yeah, Neon Genesis. You evangelion. can just call it Eva.
3: That's fine. Eva. Yeah. <laughs> he was a big Eva fan,
2: and uh, apparently there's lots of references in his work, and he wanted to make a movie of it. And I don't know how that. We yeah. had, last week, last week we were talking about Robin Williams and Watchmen. Uh, <laughs> so Robin Williams and Neon. Honestly, and
3: I kind of think Robin Williams would be an amazing Gen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> holy fucking christ we were robbed
3: i'm sorry like my immediate response amazing to gendo. Oh an my evangelion
0: God. live action is there's no need to do a live action with an american cast with robin williams as gendo yes sir take my money holy
2: shit
1: <laughs> i don't even know the context okay
2: that, I, it's making me laugh <laughs> like I don't know who Gendo is so I don't I can't compare him to wrong Gendo list, is the
3: guy with the glasses the guy with the glasses he's okay, the so he's a sinister with... yeah, he's...
2: overlord guy yeah, or
3: something he's yeah he's he's basically an asshole but like because like we said before because Robin Williams as a dramatic actor knows how to do the physicality really well uh-huh. he he would just get gendo so well oh. that it would kind of be perfect even if the rest of the film was shit it would be one of those movies that would be worth it just to watch robin williams as Gendo.
0: yeah robin williams <laughs> uh has actually put a lot of anime references into his movies right um, yeah I think yeah, I... uh, Escaflone, for example, is referenced oh, God. in one of my favorite underrated Robin William movies, which is One Hour Photo.
2: Right. No, I thought that was also uh, Evangelion that he referenced in that one. But I know. I, he, he probably takes up, did. He picks up the toy and he says, Neon Genesis Evangelion or something. Oh, like
0: shit, that. you're right. Yeah. Fuck.
2: <laughs> but yeah, one of our photos, Damn, movie... I
0: misremembered that and it says an Escaflone figure. Well, fuck me. Okay. Um,
3: yeah, it's fine. Huh? <laughs> it's um, fine.
0: Yeah, I think that Let's... might be a directly one. That movie is. No one else seems to remember it, but I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it because it's robin williams playing a stalker
2: right no i've seen i um. uh, yeah it's a really good movie it's yeah it's him it's yeah, robin no williams and he does it
0: really well
2: ta- yeah it's him doing taxi driver basically yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah it's that kind of there's a there was <gasps> yeah there was a pseudo we could
3: have had him for gendo in the dub <laughs>
2: I don't think they could have. They afforded probably him, just but... didn't.
3: They probably just didn't want to pay for Robin. Williams. <laughs> no,
2: of course not. I don't think they could afford Robin Williams
3: unless he offered I like, mean, I'll do it for
0: free. He might have done it for a reduced rate. <laughs> it's happened
3: under, and if they forced him to, he could have done it as a pseudonym too, yeah, yeah. Um, for that reduced rate. <laughs> well, the, oh, for oh, the even
0: fuck! Yeah, we were robbed.
3: Yeah, it... Oh... now I really miss Robin
0: Williams.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, perhaps it's time to move on. What should we move on? Yeah,
0: we got... This this ended with a bummer.
3: A little bit. (laughs) So, Um, so do... Do we want to talk about animals or hairy? Well, let's Potter? talk about
0: the the turkey the, the turkey,
2: and then the cow, because the cow is more uplifting <laughs> than the turkey. The turkey is dead. Um,
3: the turkey is random, let's be fair. I
0: just want, I kind of just want us to then move on to something unrelated, so that's just a sentence that's out there, no context, just out of saying the turkey and the cow! That's <laughs> dead turkey. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> That's all you need to know. (laughs) Turkey and the the Cow, the new buddy
3: comedy that Adam
0: is pitching to NBC. (laughs) Turkey and the Cow. I
3: mean, the best part about this, this this particular article is that we get emails. That's the first sentence. We get emails. (laughs) (laughs) And apparently this one was about a mysteriously dead deceased turkey found in the middle of Pennsylvania Avenue on Wednesday morning, halfway between White House and the Capitol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, it was just a dead turkey that somebody left in the middle of of Pennsylvania ap- Avenue, and somebody took a selfie with it. And it had a it had a an entire Reddit thread dedicated to it. And I yeah. think somebody put up a a Facebook account and a Twitter account because that's what okay, you do on I the want, internet. I want I want to
0: <laughs> clarify that I think calling it a dead turkey is a bit misleading <laughs> because this is a better response is it's a raw turkey. Because yeah, this but, is a yeah. fully plucked and prepared turkey. Thanksgiving yeah. turkey, yes.
3: Yeah, yes. it is a Thanksgiving giving turkey that somebody left in the middle of Pennsylvania. And that in and of and itself... Was not cleaned up for like a week.
2: Yeah. Well, that in itself is not noteworthy. It's the fact that it apparently got a Twitter feed to itself and uh-huh. became... Uh, people were breathlessly watching this uh, unfold on social media, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. An entire I mean, Reddit when thread. you
3: have an entire Reddit thread dedicated to yeah. you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that's like I'm
0: sorry, one sentence that I have to point there is that it said that somebody lay down next to the turkey again in the mm. middle of the street to take a selfie. And then the next yep. sentence is, predictably, the turkey got its own Facebook group and Twitter account. No, I, I <laughs> want to contest <laughs> that. Predictably <laughs> is the last term I would use with the phrase, the turkey got its own Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
3: Well, I mean, the black squirrel in Princeton has has its own Facebook account. <laughs>
0: Well, in, in Now Toronto, I have to check and see if the pizza rat has a Facebook account or if a Graven Chester Oh, it definitely does. It,
3: does. <laughs> it definitely does. Well,
0: it in, in,
2: in... probably
3: has five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves the
2: pizza rat. There's the pizza rat, there's the coat monkey, uh, there's the crow with the knife, um, there's the crab. there's the, smoking, the raw turkey. Smoking crab, yeah, there's a the smoking
3: crab. Um and now there's
2: the raw turkey. There's the raw turkey. They all have their own yep. thing. And there's the giant cow. We should, we can, that, that's, that's a minor note, but we can jump right to the giant cow, which I love. Yeah, in,
0: in, in terms of quick bait, that's kind of short one. Dead turkey, there weren't one. Yeah. <laughs> there was were a turkey in the middle of the road. There sure wasn't.
3: it's day five of my time on pennsylvania avenue i've survived the street cleaner this morning dc street turkey continuing
0: (laughs) to decompose oh my god but it disappeared on tuesday so somebody cleaned it up here's a good question do you think that it was like an official cleanup where somebody like it got sucked up by a street sweeper or do you think somebody went there and was going it's a little dirty, but I reckon it's still good. <laughs> I took it home and cooked it.
3: Well, you Ooh, know, the fuck no. You know, all
2: gave me like
0: hell, but we ate it. Yes, it
2: was. Uh, it, I, I believe it was Mitch McConnell who ate it. Probably that's how we get. I don't know food
0: about food. in DC, but in my home state, if you hit a turkey carcass with your car, you get to keep it.
2: <laughs> that's how
0: we got all our Thanksgivings <laughs> back in my home state. We were dropped. Sometimes we'd have to do two, three passes through the turkey farm before we hit one that we could claim, but damn it, we did it.
3: Uh, There are wild turkeys, though.
0: (laughs) Remember the one time I I had to chase a Thanksgiving in my Chevy right through the Confederate cemetery? Oh my god. Hit a gravestone, busted up my bumper real damn good, never did catch that turkey.
1: He's still out there
2: taunting me That turkey from the confederate graveyard He goes mm-hmm. At night I can hear his haunting cry
1: <laughs> I know
0: it's ghost to laugh At your own jokes but I am very much Enjoying the idea of somebody Chasing in their car a turkey Through the confederate war museums whirving in between tombstones Trying to hit a turkey <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: That turkey, that turkey will have the last laugh when
2: he runs into the (laughs) (laughs) when it falls into an open grave, the car and can't get out. (laughs) That's how the turkey had its
0: revenge.
1: (laughs) This is for all my brothers.
0: Oh no! Then it ends with the turkey stuck in the open grave, and the guy has his car. Like, after getting it in reverse, like, all banged up with the bumper, but it's aimed right at the empty grate. And then it's just a game of cat and mouse waiting to see who will give up first. He can't get the turkey while it's in the hole, but if the turkey flies out of the hole, it's dead. And then it has... And they just have to wait to see who will blink first. It's, <laughs> if you forgive the term, a game of chicken. <laughs>
3: oh, jeez. what. Wanna... <sighs> now on, on to cows On to
2: cows well, there's, a, <laughs> there's a big cow
3: it's, it, it's a big, big cow It's a big
2: cow it's, in Australia
3: This cow's a big it's boy so...
2: It's an absolute unit um, yep,
3: his it's name is Nickers Nickers the
2: cow, who is like twice as big as all the other cows it's surrounded by It's a different breed, clearly uh, but, uh, it's, nevertheless, it's 194 centimeters tall and weighs 1.4 tons. Uh, and it's a Holstein it's so, Frisian.
3: It's so big that they can't put it through the processing facility. Right. So they're gonna, so they're gonna keep it forever until it dies of natural causes. It's gonna
2: become a tourist cow, a, tu- a monument, a tourist monument. To this one farm. Mm-hmm. It is a little yep. insane how much bigger this cow is than all the other cows. Yeah,
3: just, just looking at the picture of it next to other cows, it's like... Yeah.
2: It looks like it's surrounded it, by dogs, and then you realize, no, those are other cows.
3: Yeah, th- <laughs> it's it's like when Shaquille O'Neal went on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and Jon Stewart stood next to him, and, like, that that's the size difference we're getting at
0: here. <laughs> th- tallest- this is an impossibly big cow.
3: Yes. Yeah, like.
0: I wonder how did. They... Okay, this cow is six and a half feet tall.
3: <laughs> it's not even the biggest cow because apparently there was a bigger one, in. in well, why the Italy. fuck are we talking about this
0: cow if it's not the biggest then? I it's still know.
3: pretty the fucking biggest... big The biggest one is 202 <laughs> yeah. centimeters
0: It's the biggest
2: cow in <laughs> Australia And now you're making me think of the Simpsons bit Where Homer goes Can I have one of those giant beers So the guy pulls out the giant beer And Homer's like uh, That's pretty big Yeah. I guess.
3: How big did you say this cow is Because the biggest one is 6.6 feet
0: <laughs> Okay so It's an inch taller Yeah I mean, Okay, okay. Alright knickers I mean <laughs> I guess if Nickers kind of like springs up a bit on their hooves, gets a bit on tiptoes, they can be as big as the
3: tallest, you know, they can Uh, as Bellino.
2: (laughs) I I have a slight suspicion that Bellino is no longer with us, and they're just mentioning that was the tallest cow ever recorded, in which case Nickers would still be remarkable in that he's the tallest steer alive.
3: Right? Well, I... well with this phrasing, it says the tallest steer on the planet can, can be, be found, found in, in Italy. Italy. Yeah. But So that's a suggestion that it might be alive unless they taxidermied it. But yeah. well, <laughs> That would make sense. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's pretty freaking tall, tall cow. It's a tall Cause, cow. Cuz cuz they they measure from foot bottom of the foot to the the shoulder right (laughs) when they they measure heights so that's not even getting like that full hump that it has on its back this is a this is a big cow i believe it's called a dewlap
2: but no it's no i'm sorry dewlap is under the neck you're right Ah, the hump is the hump uh the hump is the hump (laughs) the cow hump that's the tastiest (laughs) part of the cow the hump
3: (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't know (laughs) right yes um yeah, uh, although it's a little bit weird because it's also clearly a different type of cow compared to the other cows in the picture, yeah, so it's a... I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, he that's...
0: was bought as a coach, explained yeah. in the article okay. as an animal that could take charge of the herd and show them <laughs> the... the ropes of life on the farm. Yeah, that's an interesting little throwaway note in the article. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: drunk.
0: yeah, yeah cow- cows are social animals. They herd there, so. If you're getting, like, a herd of cows, it's good to have an established one to basically well, huh. end up as the herd leader and, like, be all like, follow me, cows. This is how we herd around here. Let me show <laughs> this, you this where is the- how we, This is
3: how, this we, is cow. how we cow.
0: <laughs> Come this, on, cows. Let me
3: show you how to cow. You've this all completed stuff. your
0: in-processing packet. You've seen the video from HR. Okay, I'll give you some hoops-on this trading now. This uh-huh, green stuff
3: and here. Here are all the safety regulations you need to know. This know, green stuff here, this is
2: grass. We eat, <laughs> you'll be eating it up to 14 hours a day.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> that's pretty much it.
0: That's that's the job right there. <laughs> and this concludes our tour. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, go make some cow patties out there
2: yeah. <laughs> That does remind me of the far side cartoon That I was cracking up with the cow just suddenly lifting its head and going Wait a minute! This is grass! We've all been eating
0: grass! <laughs> <laughs> no. Is there a... Is it normal that it kind of makes me a little sad that the only reason Nicker wasn't sent to the avatar to be turned into beef is that he was literally too big to be put through the machinery. That's a it's a tr- it's a it's a
2: story of triumph. It's like Babe, only instead of learning to herd cow, learning to
0: herd sheep, he
2: just got really, really big.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like Charlotte's I mean... Web, oh, if instead of Charlotte, <laughs> you know, putting in a good word for him, Babe just got so diesel that he beat up the farmer. <laughs>
3: Yeah, basically. Babe 2, much. the
0: revenge. Babe 3.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> Charlotte's amazing. Web, it would just be Wilbur the pig, but rather than give a message, uh, Charlotte just trains him like uh, Rocky, yeah. so that he can beef up, <laughs> so that they can't...
3: And there's clearly a scene in a fridge what where he eats a giant piece of meat. Yeah, well, wait, what does the cow punch? <laughs> and then the they practice? just
2: look... Beating up the farmer Does the cow beat up a dead human
0: body Is that what, is that
2: what he refers so.
0: no, oh, Okay no here what happens It just has like The the cow waiting politely With his little boxing hooves on And you see like Three people like stereotypically Dressed as Italian gangsters Leave not to the cow And then when they go in there's a guy Hug up on a fish hook there That the cow starts boxing on
2: he oh <laughs> <God. laughs> he wandered into Goodfellas, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh. Hey,
0: speaking of Charlotte's Web, how different would that movie and book have gone if instead of like some pig, Charlotte had mm-hmm. instead written the message, "I am the Lord thy God; you will listen and obey." Because I think after that, she could just, like, proclaim Wilbur the second coming, and he's saved. (laughs) And then the story takes a vastly different turn. The prophecies of the
2: pig. (laughs) Nostradamus the pig. It was foretold- this has all been foretold by the spider's web.
0: Because I remember- it's a thing, they specifically attribute the messages to Wilbur being special, like- like, well, well, shouldn't it be... Because I remember there's the line, like, shouldn't that be some... Sp- I mean, is not special pig? Isn't it a special spider? No, the spider's just a spider. It's the pig that's special. And, like, everyone seems to have bypassed the idea that they've apparently accepted that this pig has telepathic control over arachnids <laughs> over and spiders. perhaps other insect life.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
0: after that, after saying that now Wilbur can control and command the loyalties of the Arthropod Kingdom, the farmer <laughs> is still going, Yep, he's gonna cook up real good this winter. <laughs> what the hell?! <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: There's literally a joke, that's a joke, Have you ever heard that joke about, the? anyway, I t- I'm not going to tell the whole joke, but it's a long shaggy book. Yeah. It's, it's like, I've story, accepted but-
0: that this pig potentially can call cool down one of the plagues of yeechips upon my farm, but I'm still <laughs> planning on eating him. <laughs>
3: Yeah. 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 She just didn't... Nobody ever said humans were smart, so... They didn't.
2: (laughs) And once once they've made... (laughs) Yeah, once they've made four messages about how great the pig is, then they're
0: going to (laughs) stop eating it. This farmer was like at three messages, okay, if there's one more, I ain't going to eat him. It's like literally, all right, if he wins the blue ribbon, maybe...
1: Then yeah, maybe right.
0: we won't eat him.
2: <laughs> this telepathic pig. <laughs> maybe to this this pig, pig that I have
0: either have to accept has command yeah. over other forms of life and te- some sort of mystical supernatural powers or that God himself is communicating <laughs> the specialness of this pig. I uh, need it to at least take home an honorable mention at the fair. Uh-huh. <laughs> I,
2: it's like, and this goose it lays golden eggs. I bet it's going to be extra <laughs> delicious. <laughs> I have an enchanted farm, but nothing can go wrong. I'm sure there's nothing to be learned from this experience.
3: Definitely not. Nope. <laughs> this farmer has accidentally eaten
0: like thirteen mystical animals. <laughs>
3: Probably.
0: Like, he's gone through the whole Chinese Zodiac somehow of animals with amazing powers, and he's just, well, better eat them.
1: Oh, God.
2: We sent down all those mystical animals to save humanity. How are they doing? Did we? After
0: I lost my hand in the wheat thresher accident, why, that dumb there cow just licked the stump and it grew right back. I'll tell you, that's some cow, and he's sure fried up real
3: good as burgers. <laughs> yep. Sounds legit. It's, it's the
2: whole, wow, That's a, there's a whole uh, Christian metaphor there in the form of farm <laughs> animals, basically. Oh. We sent my only begotten cow and you killed
0: him.
1: For food. For
0: food. God's just up in heaven looking down. I don't know how many miracle animals I need to set this guy before he's gotten the idea. At this point, I'm just throwing <laughs> livestock, I'm just throwing like, legendarily <laughs> empowered livestock at him out of curiosity to see which ones he'll eat. Indeed. His
2: babe spider's I bad, mean, after dude.
0: he ate the chicken that could cure cancer, I'm not sure what <laughs> oh,
3: to do with oh, him. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah. Humanity is doomed. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah, and he it's all because of think... that
2: one farmer. <laughs> we were fine. It was just that one farmer who kept getting all the bad, all the good luck, and he blew it anyway.
0: If that farmer was the protagonist of the movie The Witch, there would be no issue because he'd have already eaten and black eaten milk. Black Philip ages ago. <laughs> What happened to the devil? Well, I
2: ate him. Now there's no more evil in the world. because There used the to be a
0: goat that was talking to my children. That's interesting. Well, who wants some mutton? <laughs> oh, God. I'm delicious, feeling delicious. like gyro for lunch. I don't know about you. Uh... satanically delicious. It wanted to live deliciously. I wanted to <laughs> eat it deliciously. <laughs> you know what would go great with this goat? Some butter. anyway oh my god literally holy cow um
2: (laughs) well Uh done well done well done way to put a button on that (laughs) i applaud you all right we got let's move on to harry potter now so we got We got uh, an article that just popped up today that was... uh, And uh, it wasn't so much the content of the article, it was the headline. Because the headline is... Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, is the franchise's attack of the clones when it should be The Last Jedi. And as soon as I saw that, I was laughing my head off because... And sure enough... (laughs) <laughs> there were a million responses to this guy going, Oh, this guy thinks The Last Jedi is good. Well, I can safely ignore his opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because, of course, The Last Jedi has become this enormous flashpoint uh, for weirdo internet losers. <clears throat> the other kind. Much. not Not the good kind like us, but the bad kind of weirdo internet
0: also, losers. Also, I just want to point out that... Uh... Boy, that headline is like some real-life Darmok shit, isn't it?
3: Oh, yeah. It's super fucking long. <laughs>
0: because, no, it's like just I like realized that, you know, I understand what that headline is saying exactly. <laughs> Anybody yep. outside of our culture would just go, What the hell? Yeah.
3: What are you Grind- talking if aliens about? aliens saw that, they would not understand what's going on. It's
2: some <laughs> real <his> Darmok and Gerald
0: <laughs> thing. Grindelwald, yeah.
2: his crimes when the clones attacked.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, Johnny Depp looks like he should be the villain on a Frozen on Ice adaptation.
3: He, well, yeah, but also he's he technically should be because he already... he's Wizard Hitler. Yeah,
1: he's he's or the of... early
3: edition of Wizard Hitler. Or of course,
0: <laughs> you know, to use the more concise and. Appropriate turn, Whitler. Uh
3: uh-huh. Whitler. Whitler. He's the he's the first Whitler, and Voldemort is the second Whitler, according to this, to this, to this franchise. So, like, he's supposed to look evil, but it's it.
2: Well, yeah. he looks like Johnny Depp, who is evil in
0: real life. So that kind of
2: sounds Oh yeah,
3: that that is true. He that doesn't.
0: This is gonna sound really weird. He doesn't look like a Harry Potter character to me. Like I said, he looks like
3: an anime character. Or
0: (laughs) yeah, he looks like he should be the villain of like some Disney on Ice adaptation. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Like this is the pick that you get for like this is somebody who's plotting to kill Mickey Mouse there, and we need all the Disney stars to come out and sing their best musical numbers (laughs) choreographed on ice to defeat him.
3: Like, he's the secret boss of Kingdom Hearts or something, right? <laughs> I, That's what he looks like.
2: I, I'm occasionally tempted when I'm scrolling past Netflix, because they have that Fantastic Beats movie on there. Uh, but, I mean, I lost most of my interest in Harry Potter uh, ages ago, what little I had. and uh, But whenever somebody describes the plot of these new ones to me, I'm just like, what? He's Wizard Hitler, and he, he's, he's, he's Dumbledore's boyfriend at the same time I and fur- there's a
3: he he's established in the last book of harry potter as being not is is basically being a precursor to voldemort but he didn't actually get to go through with his plans because he was stopped by dumbledore who who is implied to have been very good friends with him and there's a lot of subtext in there that they were actually right. which
0: is sort of weird when you think about about it that it's like almost saying it's like oh so I, I i'm sorry but what by the presumption that there cannot be two gay wizards who know each other without the presumptions that they have been in a relationship <laughs> in, in the romantic sense I, I feel that this is a bit uh, presumptuous to you you know it's not like that any gays who are friends have been like in a commit had been in some sort I of mean, romantic or it sexual liaison that when
3: this is- it should be noted that when this information came out, a lot of people were mad that Dumbledore was gay. Not because Dumbledore was gay, because there was definitely people who were mad about that. But they were mad that, that the that the first gay person, officially gay person in the series, ended up being the not-hot person. <laughs> being somebody who wasn't physically attractive. Well,
2: <laughs> and that, well, and then the complaint I heard is, like, okay, he could be gay. Yeah, like, we're happy he's gay. Why does the person he ends up being gay with be Wizard Hitler. Evil. Yeah, like, that's yeah. not... That's not a great, uh, you know... And,
3: and then we have this movie which decided to not... not reference that whatsoever, even though it kind of would have made sense and be a lot more okay in 2018 mm-hmm. to reference even slightly that Dumbledore has gay leanings. <laughs> but no, they're not gonna do that at all. <laughs> yeah. It's, it really is,
2: like... You know, Rowling really just... And everyone involved, unfortunately. Just... They seem to really be chickening out on every turn, and not just chickening out, but chickening out in multiple ways that, like, cancel each other out, (laughs) in a way that, like, get in each other's way, basically.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I mean, like, going back to the article, the main argument that they have, at least in terms, I'm not entirely sure if it this movie should have been It's Last Jedi or not. That's something that's very arguable, whether or not it needed to be the case. But it is true that in a lot of ways, these prequel movies for the Harry Potter series are like the prequel movies for the Star Wars series. Because they're... they're expanding the universe in a way that isn't needed or makes sense. Right. That seems. To <laughs> be, and, I, yeah. and
0: of course, in some ways, they're contracting the universe since now everything's yeah. tied together. Right. So it's not, oh, here's this big universe. It's like, here's five guys and like two families that made everything happen. Yeah.
3: I'm not... I'm, yeah. I, I'm
2: generally, I do not like prequels, but... I'm not opposed to the absolute idea of them. It's just, it's mm-hmm. always such a, it, they're way, way, way harder to write than everyone seems to think they are because you yeah. have to, you have to do it in a way that it fits with the narrative, uh, that it, as it ex- already existed, the best way to do a prequel. And I've hardly ever seen anyone even attempt this is just to do a story. That's so far from the original story like, they mm-hmm. didn't need to bring in Dumbledore and and these things, and I guess this guy who wrote Fantastic Beast, who's the main character, I guess? Uh, like, that didn't, he didn't need to be the main character. They could have just said, well, this is a story about Harry Potter wizards in, that was taking mm-hmm. place, you know, three generations before Harry Potter... And... That's
0: what people going into this movie expected. It's a movie yeah. about just some guy who likes monsters. Right. Yeah. The fact no. that like it was theory... a twist at the end that we're tying it into Grimblegorp. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know his fucking quest to eat the Smurfs or whatever. And that the whole <laughs> yeah. second movie is about this is like an entire swerve into the wrong idea. We just because wanted an idea the... of this strange guy who keeps animals in his purse. Right.
1: And we... Yeah,
3: because that's what the first movie was about. It doesn't even take place in England; it takes place in the United States. Right. So it's supposed to be a completely separate story, but then they were like, "Nope, we're not going to do that." Yeah,
2: that's like, that's no. what always gets to be. And I, I I I had this whole rant before. I think it was with you guys about Better Call Saul, uh, the movie. Which yeah, out, yeah, you did. I think I cut out last time, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to say it this time. <laughs> Better Call Saul is a very well well done show that I appreciate in many uh-huh. ways, but it suffers from them working so hard to tie in everything they can from breaking bad and all the characters from breaking bad and it's like they could have made two shows they could have made a breaking bad prequel about mike and gus and those characters and uh-huh. they could have made a story about Saul, which actually didn't even need to be a prequel. They should have made it a sequel to what happens to him after Breaking Bad, because he survives Breaking Bad. That would... But because they're like, well, we want to bring back everyone we can from Breaking Bad. We want to make it... We and, and these are all great characters. These are all great actors. It's very much, I could watch them read the phone book. But... Uh, you know, to get them back requires you to tell this other story that's completely apart from what we really came here to see. Which, to me, is Saul being a sleazy lawyer and running scams and getting into scrapes. That's what I've want, always wanted to see, and that's hardly anything on on Better Call Saul. He's not even really he's not even Saul Goodman yet. He doesn't go by his name Saul Goodman. He goes by his original name Jimmy Mc, Jimmy McGill. That's his birth name. He's not Jimmy he's, McJimmy. Jimmy McJimmy Jimmy McJimmy Good Solomon Is his original name Oddly enough Um No he He um Yeah he's not He's not the character We Quote loved Question mark Uh In Breaking Bad Uh But he You know And that's what's problematic. And, and the thing is, Everyone loves it so much And it's like Yes there's a lot To love about the show It's In many ways, as done as well as that as a prequel can be done, but it's still suffering from the prequel thing where they're just shoehorning everything in that doesn't need to be there and it's getting in the way of the story you want to tell. And it sounds like, like with Harry Potter. I would see a movie about Harry Potter. I don't or the Harry Potter universe before anything happened. You don't need to work in all these characters that we know. Blast a while back we talked about how it's the origin of Voldemort's snake and
0: she used to be a lady too. Like it's you don't need to do that. You don't need to Yeah, shut. you know what I presume? Yeah, I made the joke. You know what I presume the origin of the snake was? Just Voldemort <laughs> looking at a glass at Petco going, "Neat." <laughs>
1: Exactly.
3: Yes, I like as I this. said before, I'll it makes take sense it. If, Voldemort, if Voldemort got a female pet snake and then named it female snake, that makes sense. Yes, and it doesn't need to change. <laughs>
2: exactly. <And when> they, <laughs> when, so, what they, what, what? Speaking of the Star Wars prequels, when they made those, Gary Kurtz, I think I've mentioned this before, the producer who was the, and he was kind of the old hand in Hollywood. George Lucas was still the young buck, but once Star Wars was a hit, um, Gary and. George started saying, Lucas started saying, yeah, I want to do prequels. Star Wars is episode four. I want to do episodes one through three someday. And Gary Kurtz was Mm -hmm. saying, okay, that's great. His suggestion for the prequels was, we're going to tell the story of the original rise of the Jedi Order thousands of years before any of this happened uh, with characters that we'd never met before. None of it, it would all be completely new to us other than just the basic idea of the Jedi and everything. That makes so much more sense to me. Just say... What happened thousands of years ago? No, like, we didn't need to see the story of Darth Vader because we already knew everything that was going to happen in the prequels, right? Like, we knew that it's it's there in a couple of lines of dialogue in the original trilogy. We don't need to know anything more than that. Tell us a story about, yeah, where did these Jedi come from? What's the origin of the world of the Jedi? That also has the benefit, by the way, of if they'd done that, uh, one of the problems with the prequels, and some people, you know, people like to, you know give credit to the prequels as oh it's about you know you can see how arrogance and destruction and blah blah, blah. and then that feeds into the new movies with luke being like yeah the, the jedi were bad and they deserve to die but the, the they had to make the jedi lame. yes they hell. deserve
0: to die and i hope they burn they in they hell, hell.
2: <laughs> they were samuel L. jackson he was one of them um uh... but that's just it it had to be incredibly lame and ineffectual for the empire to rise, it's better to leave that story off screen and let us imagine yeah. this apocalyptic conflict. To show it is like, well, um, the Jedi have all the power in the world, but they blew it. Uh, the Jedi are so much cooler when it's like one or a very small handful of Jedi uh, against the world, and that they could yeah. have done that with the prequel as well. That could have been that could have been the story they told there. Anyway, so there's yeah. there's so that was and you know what's ironic, a good prequel in that context is uh Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh not the best movie in the world either, but I mean it's j- way better than most of the movies we've been discussing here, and it is technically You know what
0: was a better prequel? Just the opening scene to the Uh,
2: Raiders of the Lost
0: Ark. To the Last Crusade, where it's like, okay, here's how he got his hat. That's not even important to know the guy he got his hat from isn't a major character elsewhere. It's just a fun anecdote.
2: Yes, exactly. It's not an entire movie about how he got his hat. And used a whip for the first time. And became afraid of snakes. That's my favorite. (laughs)
3: And why he's afraid of snakes.
2: Literally. For about uh, two hours this one day in uh, 1914 or whatever it is, you're going to get everything that defines you when you're on this one train. But, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. But, guys, we are off topic. Yes. Anyway. (laughs) The topic is that they have made... A Harry Potter movie that is all explicitly about monsters, and somehow I could not give a shit about
1: this. <laughs> yeah,
0: this should there is be that. the thing that is, like, if there is, you like... You
3: should fucking love this, like... Yeah,
0: if there's a diagram of who the target audience is, I should be in the bullseye of this. Uh-huh. Yeah... But it's all—it's
2: all about Wizard Hitler instead.
0: My favorite character in Harry Potter was Hagrid because, yes, I can understand him. He likes animals. That's <laughs> something that I can completely understand his motives. Uh huh.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, there you, and yeah, exactly. So instead of being the story about a globe-trotting uh, animal collector, a, poke, uh, a sort of Pokemon trainer of the <laughs> wizard universe, I yeah. Guess, um, He's
3: basically a Pokemon master. Yeah. Newton is supposed to be a Pokemon master of the Harry Potter And world I mean, there's so and... many
2: original stories you can tell with that. But if they're weaving it right back to the story about Wizard Hitler and how Wizard Hitler failed to do anything particularly... But apparently
3: was going to save us from a- actual Hitler. Yeah! Hitler. Can we talk yes. about that? Because the reveal
0: of Whitler of Johnny Tup Whitler's big plan is... He wants to prevent World War Two,
3: yeah, right, like I heard it's that. gonna be
0: a whole thing, like he's on his whole Nietzschean Superman thing there that is like, "Hey, we gotta kill a fucking whole bunch of people, but he wants to stop World War Two, which makes this kind of the awkward thing there of, like yeah, what the heroes uh, are fighting
2: a... to make sure World War Two happens,
0: yeah, this yeah. is a difficult tightrope to walk, yeah. In terms of story, which just raised the question, why would you write yourself into that corner?
2: Yeah.
3: Into that very specific corner. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it kind of seems like the wizarding world in general tries to stay out of quote-unquote muggle business. Right. Like, that seems like the sort of business that they stay the fuck away from. Okay, (laughs) but the the whole
0: thing of the wizards basically segregating themselves from muggles and staying out of the business is itself kind of uncomfortable?
2: Yeah, and not, that's always, and yeah. it's
0: something that really it's not good to look too into it or think too far into it. Let's just accept yeah. it because it's a conceit. Looking to there, it's like, oh yeah, they were yeah. like totally fine with Hitler. They were just gonna let it, and the bad guy wanted to interfere with Hitler. It's like,
1: what are yeah. you
2: doing? Yeah, and the, and the, the 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 that's always been what, intentionally or otherwise, both Harry Potter as a character and the whole wizarding milieu of harry potter has always really stuck stuck out as it works really well as a metaphor for elitism and like well there's a secret class of people and they rule everything and you could be one of them and it's like yeah but isn't it bad that there is a secret elite group of like they're literally going to a private British boarding school to become masters mm-hmm. of the universe uh, hi- mm-hmm. Harry of course famously becomes a cop after he graduates
3: <laughs> um, because that makes sense and, <laughs> but, and
1: yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, here's the thing.
0: When you look too deeply into it, the Harry Potter world is really shitty. Yeah, it's there's no reason, shitty. There's no reason for them not to use magic to help, like, the population yeah. at whole. The only explanation is that is that, oh, muggles yeah. would bother us too much to fix their problems. Which yep. I think, hey, can we have some of that fucking magic root that cures cancer? Yeah, Dumbledore, yeah. you want to help, you know... You got someone in your potions department who cured AIDS. Do you want to share that with the rest of us? Yep. It reminds you, can, me of... you can fix broken bones in a day and yeah. you're keeping that to yourself.
2: Yeah.
0: It reminds yeah. me of um,
2: it, it, the, uh, somebody I, I haven't actually read them, but the, 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 there was the Fred Clark, the blogger who was analyzing the left behind books. And he was going piece, you know, one by one, you know, chapter by chapter. And, um, he talks about how, you know, the subconscious thing with these guys is they figure out that the end of the world is coming and that they're going to be the elite you know people who are saved, and they do so little to go out and start to save everyone and tell everyone what's going on. They keep the bad guys' secrets because the bad guys are working secretly to destroy the world because they're Satan. But the heroes also work secretly. They like they don't just come out and go, "Hey, this guy's Satan banging a pot and telling everyone." You know, "Hey, maybe we should try to you know embrace Jesus and not go not." Okay, but
0: end. in Left Behind, they also do literally fuck all. And right, that's part exactly. Of the thing because they. Want the prophecy to come true as well, so right. it's in that interesting writing thing where, oh, okay, this is a series of like twelve fucking books where the protagonist and antagonists are in complete agreement <laughs> on their agendas, right? Oh, and
2: it's God. because they like the idea. So, like the the obvious implication is that you're getting off on oh it's great to be part of the secret elite with secret knowledge that's the part and that's where i sometimes uncomfortably get reminded of in harry potter where it's like the thrill is to be part of the secret elite with secret and and yes there's a narrative thing where okay you can't have just had wizards running around if the whole point is that the hero discovers there are wizards then ask me an explanation for why didn't everyone know there were wizards before now so you have to say yes well they're secret i always liked um the implication and jk
0: wrote herself into a corner there because she re- made it a deal that Harry wrote a whole thing on how like the witch burnings weren't a real concern because like witch hunts weren't actually a threat to actual wizards. You can just state that, yes, they were. That is why wizards keep themselves secret because they absolutely yeah. are afraid of being lynched. Yeah. That's a because- legit reason to have and then a secret you actually- society.
1: Yeah.
3: And then when you actually imply that, that means that the witch trials... Killed innocent people, which the wizards and witches could have helped.
1: Right. Yeah.
3: Like, like you actually just make them look more like dicks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I liked how they characterized. I think it's Ron's dad, who's he's the you know he well, I guess he's yeah. the minister of Muggle studies, but he it comes off as like, well, look at these Muggles, and he's the expert on Muggles, and he still doesn't really get them because they they're so far apart from Muggles that they don't understand them very well, and that. Which, yeah. And which he's doesn't... still
0: better at this because he at least acknowledges that they're not sitting around picking their nose all the time, as apparently right. everyone right. else believes. Well, if everyone
2: yeah, had been that, like that... That they, have,
3: that they have interesting technology and cultural right. things that happen that don't occur within right. the wizarding world. Yeah, if they, if so... they had characterized
2: yeah, it that the way, he's would going be more around, forgivable. Hey,
3: we're still using parchments and fucking quills.
0: The muggles have this concept called a bick. Yeah. Maybe we want to get the fuck on that. It doesn't require any magic or any electricity. We just fucking put ink inside a cylinder rather than use a fucking (laughs) quail feather. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's,
2: but that's, that is a good characterization because that does excuse, if that had been consistent, it would have actually taken care of a lot of it. It's like, well, it's not that they mean us poor or mean us ill or don't bother to help us. It's just they really don't get us. They're so far apart from us that they're still using cool yeah. pens they don't understand. That would have worked. But of course, then you've got like Hermione, whose parents are literally muggles, and Harry, who was raised by muggles. And it's like, uh, apparently there's a whole bunch of them living with muggles all the time. So they can't really be that separate <laughs> from muggles that they don't. <laughs> Get them in, to this degree. I right? mean, so I mean,
3: truth be told, and I told this to another group of people. But basically, if you take all of the the major characters from Harry Potter, maybe except for maybe the adults because they all have their own issues, but definitely all the teenage characters, they're all little shits except for two, and the two are Luna and Neville. All the rest of them are little shits.
0: <laughs> I kind of like I kind of like Hermione, but yeah, yeah. even like
3: Hermione that... has her moments of being a little shit. Well, the Hermione's only ones the only ones really really one really goes... do not
0: Hermione's the only one who goes. Hey, should we be keeping
2: slaves? Is that a thing we should be doing?
3: <laughs> like, like, are we supposed to really keep these things, these these beings as slaves? Yeah, like I understand it's like their thing, but like, are we supposed to be doing that?
2: Yes. <laughs> right. The fact that
0: and so, in a world where there's actual magic, you where there are actual things of like mind control potions and mind controlled curses, it is a legit yep. open question. Of whether yeah. these things explicitly say <laughs> that they want to be slaves, if that's right. actually a real thing, especially yeah. we when we see like Dobie against his will has to compor- corporally punish himself when he goes against yep. his master wishes, even if the master does not know, as if he is like cursed to do so.
2: But yes, yeah, so, anyway, we should wrap it up. Well, Ing, you got any uh, any any closing thoughts on anime? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was a mistake, but you should probably watch Neon Genesis Evangelion because it's it's one of the classics, one of the many classics that everybody should watch. <laughs> if you're
0: into especially animation as an art form, or into yeah. com- into art or doing comicing or that thing, it's something to look as at least as an academic piece.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, we'll uh, wrap this up here then. Just a reminder again, please, why not support us all on our Patreons? All three of us have Patreons, which we will link to uh, below. Um, We are hoping, and I'm sort of throwing this out there uh, at the moment without knowing exactly what's going to happen, but we're hoping that we will have uh, a dedicated site and an RSS feed soon. Uh, So Mm -hmm. uh, we'll be providing that link if you aren't actually watching it there as I speak. Um, probably not. Uh, but we do have um, uh, yeah Patreons, if you subscribe to our patreons, you can hear this uh, show uh, a few days early. Uh, we are weekly. Uh, we do a twitch stream on as we're doing right this moment uh, on Tuz- usually on Tuesday nights about six o'clock. so you can uh, follow one of us or all of us on Twitter uh, at prankster36 uh damn it or Ave and uh, you, we'll let you know when we're ready to record this and lots of other fun information that we do uh, and as always we want to say thanks to Jack Fierick who wrote our theme song we haven't said that in a while so let's remind everyone that happened and uh, yeah. on that note uh, let's uh, uh,
0: actually before we go since we yes? did it before we probably we do have a poor one out for for the passing of uh, Stephen Hillenberg.
2: Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Roll went out for Steven Hillenburg, who died. Uh, he was the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, he was yes. okay, very tragically young. He was 57. Uh, I believe it was related to uh, having ALS, unfortunately. Um, no. Yes. Uh, but, um, uh, yeah, he was. I haven't seen enough of SpongeBob. I think I'll go watch some SpongeBob tonight. How about that? Um,
3: at yeah. the very least everyone should watch season one of Spongebob see- after that it's it's, yeah. it's a little touch and go but definitely watch season one of Spongebob yes. and the movie really? Okay. and the movie yeah because what happened is they did season one and then they were contracted to do the movie so the writing kind of dipped after season one oh. because they were using all the good stuff for them oh
2: that <laughs> was that fast <laughs> they did season one of the
3: season movie. one's
0: really long though
2: uh, oh yeah. it's one of yes it's a cartoon show and they'd always do like 80 episodes yeah. for the first season yeah.
0: right Right, right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Check. Well, okay, let's all inv- enjoy this The Sponge with the Pants that are Square. Uh in a pineapple under the sea. In a pineapple under the sea. So, good night to all of you living in a pineapple under the sea. And uh, we'll see you next week on Destroyer Clickbait goodnight Good night, everyone.
3: Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Bye. See you